Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everyone, and good morning. Welcome to our Big Brother 19 live feed update for September 15th. I am your host, Taryn Armstrong, and today I am joined by John Krause. How are you doing, John? I'm doing good. Uh, only five days left. It feels like it's kind of like a, I've been on this long, I don't know, like a diet or something, and I've, I've been wanting to treat myself to something a little bit tastier, but it's like five days, five days, and I'm free. <laughs> there you go. Uh, we are here to talk to you about everything happening on the live feeds. Uh, it's not a whole lot happening, but uh, we're going to talk to you about it anyway. Um, uh, so yesterday, before uh, the uh, the feeds cut for the episode, we did get a little bit of uh, of Kevin before he was ultimately evicted. He was talking to Paul. Um, Paul continued to say to Kevin, uh I think Christmas is going to keep you like 80, 80% Christmas is going to keep you. Yeah, man. I don't know. This is, I was, I tweeted at Brent last night, this, but uh, I see from Paul, this thing that you see with like uh serial killers. And I don't want to imply that Paul is, is, is a serial killer, but like they get to the point where they start to get a little cocky. They're like, they think they're a little too smart. They want to show off just how good they are. Uh, and they start like writing notes and, and mailing them into the police station or something. It's like, it's like slow your roll guys you guys talked about it last night with with andy but it's like uh in a little bit here like that's just it's just overkill like why lie even more to to kevin there and it's it's not gonna help and it can only hurt like best case scenario is that kevin isn't mad about the lie but like worst case scenario maybe he is like either way kevin's leaving you don't need to add that extra layer of lie there and that's not going to shore him up any extra goodwill. Like Kevin's not going to come home and be like, oh, good, good on Paul for lying to me. Yeah. And, you know, like this is uh, this is another reason why, I, you know, I talked about the crying with Alex. I honestly think this is less strategy from Paul and more just that he can't muster up the strength to be honest with people. And be, the, he did that with Alex and it like destroyed him. Like he just doesn't have that in him. He, it's much easier for him to just lie and hide behind the lie. Uh, he's, he's scared of the confrontation of having to admit to somebody that I screwed you over. Yeah, well, uh, something else that I was thinking about too is that he's never, you know, he's played two seasons now and he's always been the underdog. And in times when he wasn't the underdog, he has put himself into the position of being the underdog. Like that's the only way he knows how to play the game is like playing from behind, playing from this position where you have to do the tough calls. You have to do the lies. And uh, he doesn't, 
I think he realizes we see some from some of the diary rooms that like he knows that he's kind of running the house and he's starting to get a little cocky. But like the only way he knows how to play this game is one from a position of dishonesty. Whereas I think that coming into the last like five days of the game, this is where you start owning up to stuff. This is where you start being like, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to sort of solidify those those jury votes. Uh, but he doesn't know how to do it. He only knows how to play from this position of like, we're just going to do this. I'm like, they won't see it coming. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, it's 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 a weird position for him to be in because Kevin basically says, I mean, so ultimately we uh, Kevin is evicted and he he comes out of the house and says, uh, yeah, you know what? I understand the decision from Paul. Um, he uh, he knows that I'm a social player and that he probably doesn't want to be sitting next to me in the end. He'd rather sit next to Josh. And that's what Kevin told him before he left. He said, uh, Paul, make sure you're sitting next to Josh. I think Christmas can beat you, but nobody is going to vote for Josh. Um, and so Kevin completely understood. Like, of course, of course, Paul would rather uh, sit next to, to Josh than, than me. Uh, that makes complete sense. I totally understand that. But Paul won't admit to it. And it's just like, it's like, uh, like I'm, I'm willing to accept that you're stabbing me. Like you just stabbed me. There's a knife sticking out of my stomach. Uh, I'm looking at it and I'm like, I understand. And you're like, what are you talking about? I didn't do it. And you're like, what? Come on. You just, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm forgiving you. It's like, well, there's nothing to forgive. I don't know what you're talking about. It's, 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 it's maddening. And, uh, and it, it could totally end up losing Paul his votes. Um, I don't think it will. But uh, you could totally see why it might. Right. I'm in, in complete agreement with you. And I'll reiterate that. Like, I do think that Paul is still the overall winner. Like, if he's in the final two with either Christmas or Josh, I, I really think he wins hands down. Maybe not unanimously, but hands down. I think he's the clear winner. And, but it's just like we're, we're nitpicking sort of this end game where it's like he doesn't need to be doing these things. And it's like I said just a few minutes ago, like what he's doing can only hurt him. I don't think it will but it has no potential to help. Like he's at this bar and he can only go down from here. Like what he's doing is not raising that bar at all. Yes. So uh, as, as I mentioned, ultimately we see Paul not use the power of veto. Christmas evicts Kevin. Kevin goes out, says, I'm fine with this. Uh, no hard feelings. Uh, he says in his exit interview on the live feeds that uh, he understands Josh, uh, of course, um, says to him, oh, we had a final three uh, and this is this is news to Kevin. But he's like, that makes sense. Uh, I understand. Again, he's on the live feed saying, uh, I get it. They wanted to take me out. They had a final three. Uh, I understand. No hard feelings. Um, basically, I'm pulling for Paul, uh, you know, stuff like that. So uh, no, no hard feelings whatsoever from Kevin. Kevin just seems uh, like tired and, and a little bit sad. He's really lost a lot of gas uh, in the second half of this game. Like I was just thinking a few minutes ago that like when Paul, when Kevin came into the house, he was the guy that was like, Hey, I like to come up with fun names for things. We got the mojos. We got the, like he had like, we call it whatever he called the veto. Like he had fun nicknames. He hasn't done that for like a month. Uh, I think he's just like, he's just ready. Like he's just ready to be done. Uh, you know, it's, it's been fun. I'm, I'm glad that he played. I'm glad that we all got to sort of, sort of meet Kevin, but I think that he was ready to go like a few weeks ago, like when he was first nominated and, uh, it's just sort of been like this slow, I think he's just tired. He's ready to go. Yeah. And that's what he said. Uh, Go ahead. He, he said, uh, when he was nominated, he was like, well, I'm happy to be leaving this house. And then he stayed another like four weeks. And uh, I think he's, he's been done. Like he tried to play a game 
And he failed every single time. He went to Cody. He went to Mark. He went to all of these people and tried to play with them. He tried to get people on his side. He tried to get Jason to listen to him. He tried to get Alex on his side. Nobody would listen to him. And basically, ever since he went up on the block, he's just been like, all right, I'm just going to listen to what Paul says. And Paul's going to take me as far as he can. And then Paul's probably going to cut me. But whatever. At least I'll make it far. Yeah, well, you know, like, let's not let's keep things in in context here. Kevin is not a fan of Big Brother. Kevin is as far as we know, and this is like basically what his kids have come forth and said is that his kids are fans of Big Brother. And it seems like Kevin's a really good dad and that he is always game to do whatever his kids sort of want him to do. And they were like, Dad, you should try out for this. We know you'd make it. And then he did. So like, it's just sort of a nice thing that he did for his kids. Like he likes to be on their YouTube videos. And this is sort of like in his mind, I think it's just like a an 80 plus day version of that. And so coming into the house, like this is the guy on day one, Paul walks into the house and he's like, who's that? Why do I care? And like, every time they bring back, like, you know, Nicole comes back and he's like, I don't know. They just did the, the BB comics thing. And he was like, I put the skinny guy in the front here. And I put the one with the hat on up next, the, the captain camo. <laughs> and so it's like, uh, you know, he's, and like considering that, considering that as far as, you know, this is just like a lark for him. It's just like, ah, it sounds like it might be kind of fun. I know my kids will like seeing me on TV. Uh, he has shown a lot of good intuition. Like he really did try. He was one of the first people when the feeds came on, like the, the day one that feeds came on, he was one of the first people that was talking to Paul. I think that Paul roped him in or they roped each other in pretty quickly. Uh, they made like an early final two deal or like an early alliance very early on, which I think is pretty good intuition. And uh, yeah, like you said, like he tried and like, how many times are you going to be stymied? Someone like, and I don't mean to badmouth anybody, but it's not like Elena or someone who's like, oh, this will be good for my exposure, my Instagram followers. Uh, you know, it's like he just he wanted the money and he he won quite a bit. And, you know, he was just doing this for his his kids, like his family, like they just wanted to enjoy him on TV. So after you get stymied so many times, it's just like, eh, what's the point, you know? Yeah. And, and like, again, remember that uh, basically Paul told him, shut up and don't talk to anyone. And he yeah. still tried to talk to people. But anytime he said anything, anything at all, it would immediately run back to Paul and Paul would be like, what are you doing? You got you got to shut up. You got to shut up and be like. Okay, I'll shut up. It's fine. And then he'd try to talk to somebody else and they'd run it back to Paul and he'd be like, dude, Kevin, I told you, you got to shut up. And eventually he was just like, what, what can I do? What can I do? But just listen to Paul. Uh, and I think that's, uh, that's how we got here. Um, and I, I think it brings up another good point. The idea you guys talked about this last night a little bit too, but like Paul hasn't really backstabbed anybody like from Kevin's point of view, Paul was loyal up to that exact moment. And it's very easy to make fun of Alex. It's very easy to make fun of Alex. But like up until her and Jason got betrayed, she had no reason to not trust Paul. Like Paul was playing this very, very good game where he had all these deals with everybody, but they were completely isolated. No one had any evidence that they were being backstabbed until it was it was too late. And so I think that uh, coming into the final jury arguments that if Josh tries to make this argument like me and Paul and Christmas had a final three from day one, that I think that's going to fall on deaf ears with this jury because they're going to be like, yeah. And then Josh is going to be like, yeah, but he never betrayed us. And then the jury is going to be like, right, well, he didn't betray us until it was too late. Like, it's just sort of, you know, he spun the little dial and your like the, the wheel of fortune wheel and your final three was just the one that he ended up ended up going with. So I, I think that that argument, if Josh uses that, if he gets to the final two with Paul, I don't know that that's going to sway any votes. Like, I really do think that I still really think Paul is going to win handily and anything else is fan fiction. Yeah, I, I've got to agree. Um, you know, obviously, uh, you know, uh, Brent, 
he uh, he thinks everyone is going to vote for Josh, um, just like he thought everyone was going to vote for Paul last year. And he thought everyone was going to vote for Karen uh, in Big Brother Canada. Uh, he uh, he's got his favorites and uh, he tends to think that those people are going to get the jury votes. But I really Which do I love that enthusiasm. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's got that enthusiasm. Um, but yeah, I, I do think that uh, Kevin uh, is a, is a locked in vote for, for Paul. I think um, uh, Raven and Matt locked in votes for Paul. Um, Christmas, obviously locked in vote for Paul. That's four automatically. Um, then you get Alex, who I do believe is probably still going to stay locked in. I mean, she is potentially potentially a swing vote, um, but I think Alex is locked in. She talked about like, it's the game. Alex does not want to be seen as a bitter juror. Honestly, I think if anything, Alex is more likely to bring Jason on board to voting for Paul. So uh, I, I do think that uh, that. Alex will be voting for Paul. You, you agree? Yeah. Plus, I like Alex still thinks Kevin is like this horrific Hollywood movie monster. And so the fact that Paul finally slayed, you know, this horrible beast, I think that she's going to like that. You know what I mean? Like if, if, if Paul took Kevin to the end, then maybe Alex would be like, wait a minute. We all hated Kevin. I thought, uh, but that, yeah, I, I see Alex voting for him too. Yeah. Uh, so honestly, and, and if Alex votes Paul, I think that uh, I do think that Jason will probably go along with that as well. Um, I honestly, it's hard seeing Cody vote for Josh over Paul. As much as Cody may hate Paul, uh, Josh was always worse to Cody. Uh, it, it, Cody always hated Josh more. I mean, remember that moment when uh, Cody was telling Josh, get get the F out of here. Uh, I, I don't even want to see you. I don't want to look at you. You make so many victim noise. I mean, Josh is the king of victim noises. He cried every time he evicted somebody that is completely anti Cody. I really think Cody's going to vote for Paul as well. Yeah. Well, I think that Cody, uh, he's a military minded person, right? Like that's sort of the way he approaches the whole world. And I think that he sees Paul as the adversary, as like the general of the opposing army or, or whatever. Like, I, I think that he would much rather vote for Paul as his equal, maybe the, uh, the opposing person, but his equal as opposed to Josh, which he just thinks is like a waste of space. Yeah. Uh, and then if we're talking about Elena and Mark, um, Elena certainly had a lot of fun pointing out how dumb people were that Paul played them. Uh, I was thinking she was probably a vote for Paul until Mark said he's going to get second place, which kind of insinuated that at the very least, Elena and Cody would be on board with him to not vote for Paul. But as I mentioned in the recap last night, this could very easily have been taken out of context uh, to try to trick us into thinking there's a potential that Paul might lose this jury vote uh, to, to increase the suspense. Um, because, I mean, it was Alex talking about Paul and then a very, like, pretty obvious cut to a different conversation where Mark is saying he's going to get second place. Um, and yes, uh, it, I, ID Institute official in the chat says, uh, I thought Mark was saying Josh was getting second place when he said that. That seems more likely to me, to be honest. Um, yeah. They all know, especially with Alex coming into the jury house, that Paul's plan is to take Josh to the end. Um, Josh was a vital part of the uh, ceremonies that they saw, and he was crying during them. And so it makes a lot of sense that, that uh, Mark would be saying, He's going to get second place, like uh, not as in like I'm going to be bitter and vote against somebody, but as like they're going to drag him to second place. Um, and so that's I honestly I think it's hard to find a single Josh vote 
in all of this, except for maybe Jason. I really do think that Paul has this sewn up. Well, the jury segments are a lot of fun and definitely the highlight of the episode last night. It also took up like half of the runtime, but they are highly edited. They're not like other stuff in the Big Brother house. Like they're much more akin to the confessionals where you have, you know, they, they do more than one take. Perhaps they might suggest certain things. I'm not trying to say that they were necessarily putting words directly into the people's mouths, but like these jury's house segments, they're, they're filmed at a very specific time and a very specific portion of the day. Like, you know, it's all, it's all very set up and, and fake. So I think that that's all CBS editing to try to create a narrative of like, well, who's it going to be? You know, the CBS has a vested interest in keeping us watching. If everyone thought that it was going to be open shut, then we wouldn't tune in or, or at least that's the fear. So like they, they need to craft these segments where it's like, oh, everyone's going to be arguing and they're fighting and who knows what, who they're going to side with. So I would take anything that anyone says in the jury segment with a complete grain of salt. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but but again, even if even if we take what Mark said at face value and we assume that because Mark said it, it's probably true for Elena and Cody both since they spent a lot of time in jury together. Um, again, I really just feel like despite that, Paul still has four locked votes and one probably locked vote in Alex. Uh, so I think he still does win regardless. Um, something would have to change. The Dr. Will would have to go in there and uh, be like, look, I really don't want Paul to win. Uh, people have been comparing him to me too much. Uh, I need to make sure he loses and then uh, get in people's head about that. Right. And we know Dr. Will won't be the one hosting the segment. Uh, he tweeted about that somewhat recently. Well, yes, he did tweet about it, but uh, Dr. Will, notorious liar. That's all I'm going to say. Good but. point. Good point. <laughs> Maybe I've been fleeced. Yeah. Um, I mean, who knows? You know, he may be telling the truth. But uh, with Dr. Will, my assumption is uh, he's lying pretty much anytime he tweets something. <laughs> uh, all right. So, uh, yes, moving forward. We do have uh, the final. We had part one of the final three HOH take place um, was not on feeds, which uh, right. I believe this was a first um, in terms of the endurance for part one of HOH, uh, the final three HOH. Uh, pretty lame. Yeah, there's been a tendency over the last couple seasons to not show a lot of the endurance comps, which depending on who you talk to, that is a feed subscriber. That, like that's one of the big things people like to watch the big endurance comps. I remember when I first started watching the feeds around like all stars that I was always sure to tune in for like the big endurance comps. Cause they were always fun. And it was always like, Oh, who's going to win? Like, it was, you know, it's like watching a competition on the show, the most exciting portion of a show like play out in, in real time. So it, it does kind of suck, but we do know because the feeds came back that we, there is a winner. Also, we can sort of surmise they all have unicorn shirts on. Uh, they all have like fun colors. Paul kind of looks like a discount incredible Hulk. Uh, uh, someone on someone on I think it was Reddit said that Josh kind of looks like Gary Glitter. Uh, so there's clearly like some some colors being shot at them. We can sort of picture in our head what the competition is probably going to look like. Yeah, uh, Nikki does point out it wasn't on the feeds last year either. Uh, that wasn't like a strict uh, endurance comp though. That was the the cat one, right? That was where the, they were the cat one. Which still, I'm trying to remember. I don't even like. It was really weird, and I don't remember how it. Like they had to run between different things. Yeah, there was off. like a laser pointer. I think that they had to like follow, and there were three different stations. And uh, yeah, it wasn't uh, it wasn't your typical endurance comp. You know what? I will always applaud production for trying new comps and new competitions. As much as I like the classics, they can get a little tired. So anytime they go for something new, that's a thumbs up. But 
sometimes they fall a little flat. And that one was a little bit like, what are we doing here? Yeah. Uh, so l- last year it was cats and we were like, this is very, very strange. But I guess, you know, they're cats. People love cats this year. I guess a lot of viewers on CBS, I'm pretty sure are cat yeah. fans. So uh, it makes sense on paper like they go together. Uh, so it seems like they're <laughs> following this trend. Uh, they got unicorns this year. Well, that's very big. Unicorns are very big. We have unicorn like drinks at Starbucks and like everyone loves the, this is the year of the unicorn, I think. So <laughs> uh, Nina says, no, we don't. No, we don't love cats. Oh, man. Nina. I mean, I, everyone loved I thought everyone liked cats, at least the concept of cats. Nina has been a loyal chat member all season long. And now I'm finding out right at the end that she doesn't like cats. And I'm, I'm very disappointed. Have to have a talk. <laughs> Uh, so yes we had some unicorns in this uh this final three hoh part one and our winner of this competition was none other than paul himself what i'm shocked you can't i'm surprised it wasn't the cripple the the one-legged person it wasn't wow actually from what i understand christmas came in second so that's actually i think the bigger story here is that all season we've been talking about christmas being dragged to the end because she's obviously going to fail all three of these final three hoh comps uh but she came in second and it may have been kind of a close second yes uh paul uh, basically uh paul and christmas lasted about a half hour or so more than josh did and uh christmas said her arms gave out her legs were not the problem um and paul said if it had gone on much longer he wouldn't have been able to hold on so it it was a pretty close competition there uh, which really scared paul because he doesn't want christmas anywhere near that final final two Right. And now that Paul has won, he's not going to play in the next one. And so uh, typically we have more of like a trivia based thing for the the final two portion of the final three HOH. Sometimes there's a physical component uh, and and we'll see how how this plays out. But now, Paul, you know, his hands are off. This is going to be Josh versus Christmas and uh, Christmas beat Josh in round one. So it's it's much less open and shut than we kind of predicted all season long. Yeah, uh, and they uh, they also said about Christmas during this uh, HRH competition, they gave her sp- uh, specific instructions for, like, when you fall, this is how you should land so that you don't land on your feet. And apparently she was able to do that. Uh, I know that's something we've been speculating all season long. Again, I think that they knew when she had the surgery that she would be in a place by the final three where they would be able to give her instructions. They knew that she would be able to compete in these competitions. Uh, and if she wasn't able to, they probably would have pulled her. I think that's uh, that's probably where we were at uh, with that decision. Yeah, well, it's, it's been interesting watching. So, I mean, I'm no doctor, but like when she first got that injury and she came back from, from her examination and they said like, you have a break in four places. They were saying like, you will never completely heal that you're going to have arthritis. Uh, then they did the surgery and they found out that she had even more broken bones than they thought. She had like 10 broken bones because believe it or not, you have a lot of bones in your feet. Uh, and so like the prognosis was not very good. And it's been uh, kind of an interesting sort of like mini, mini plot thread to just watch how well she's been healing all season. She's been walking around without crutches now. She's actually able to walk, put a little bit of weight on that foot, on that boot, uh, which is good as a from a human to a human. Uh, I, I'm glad that she's healing up. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I mean, I'm sure that, you know, uh, like her immaculate physical fitness is uh, a contributing factor toward the healing. Yeah, it helps. 
Yes. Um, so, uh, so yes, we're going to see a part two of the HOH competition. Well, we're not going to see it, but we're going to, you know, <laughs> we're going to see the results of it at some point. Uh, Paul is telling Josh, dude, you need to be studying. You need to win this competition. We cannot take Christmas to the end. She is going to beat both of us. We are legitimately our best shots at winning in the final two. And Paul believes this. Uh, but right. does Josh, that's the question. I don't know. It's, you know, this is, it's so funny because all season we've had Paul playing this dominant game. And uh, like we even said on this recording that we think that if he gets to the end, he's the obvious winner here. But uh, it's, it's interesting that there's a lot of room for finagling and our beliefs versus the beliefs in the house are, are not really lining up because it's an interesting discussion. Uh, I could see that possibly Christmas could beat Josh. I don't think that she beats Paul at all, but he thinks that she does, which means he has a wrong read. Uh, and we know, or at least we think, and if we're Brent, we hope that if Josh wins the final two HOH, that uh, he will take Christmas over Paul, uh, which probably is his best chance at a win. But then there's also the fact that like, um, She's been saying all season that she was going to take Paul. She's been telling Josh that if he wins, that he should take Paul over her, which is absolutely crazy. But uh, if, if I can bring up Big Brother Canada, like when John Party won that final three HOH, he had been saying up until that point that he was going to take Netta. And it wasn't until he won. And that like you could almost if you watch that clip, you can almost see it click in his brain at that moment and not a moment before. Like, I need to get rid of Netta and I need to take uh, uh, Sabrina, right? Uh, yeah. So yeah. like it's possible and I don't want to get all my hopes hung up on Christmas. I don't know. I don't know if we're gonna have a white Christmas this year, but uh, it's possible that if she wins that final three, that she might, then a switch might flip and she might get rid of Paul. And if Christmas is the one to get rid of Paul, then I think that that might even garner her more votes. So like there's, there's still a lot of cogs in this thing. I think it's kind of, I, I'm pretty sure in five days we'll be talking about Paul as the winner, but there's still a lot of things that could like, uh, not click up in this sort of stopwatch. Yes, uh, and we actually, uh, assuming I'm able to release the uh, the Netta interview tonight, uh, you'll get to listen to on the Taryn Show Netta talk about that situation where, uh, where John ended up cutting her at the end. Uh, she had some interesting things to say about it. She thinks uh, part of what contributed toward it is that when you get to the end of the game, um, things get a bit different you know like you're not you're you're starting to think about being on the outside you start getting different perspectives about like what am i actually doing here um and so yeah it's totally possible that we could see christmas decide to cut paul i mean even when she was talking to josh she didn't explicitly say i'm going to take paul she said i haven't decided yet i don't want to have to make that decision um so it's it's totally possible um i think she probably will take Paul. I think that's uh, the most likely outcome for sure. But uh, I think you're right. I think that we shouldn't uh, leave ourselves open to the idea that, uh, or we shouldn't leave ourselves closed off to the idea that Christmas definitely will not take Josh. Um, especially uh, if she, if what Aaron, Andy Heron said was true and she has to pay all of her own medical bills. That blows my mind. Yeah, it's really interesting. Uh, and I'm excited to listen to the Netta interview. Absolutely. For reasons like this, but you know, you, you hear from former players that like when you're in the house, that becomes your whole world. We hear all the time, like you forget the cameras are there. Uh, you stop thinking about stuff. Like sure, surely you still miss your families and you wonder like who won the world series or whatever, but like that just becomes your whole world. And it's, it becomes so hard to, to separate part of the mental duress, the mental marathon of big brother 
is being able to separate game from real life because the game is your life for three whole months. But when you get to the final three, you get to the end, then you start thinking about life outside the house. You start thinking about, you know, what am I going to do next week? What am I going to do in two or three weeks? Boy, if I had an extra 500K in my bank account, that'll make a, a really big difference. Uh, but yeah, like psychologically speaking, like you, 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 the whole world just sort of disappears when you're in the, the Big Brother house. Did you ever see that? There was a, like a BBC series called Dead Set where yes. it was like a Big Brother game and then like a zombie apocalypse happens and no one in the house has any idea. Uh, that made, reminds me of that. Yeah, no, it, uh, made by uh, Charlie Brooker, um, the creator of uh, Black Mirror. Oh, really? I didn't know that. That makes sense. Yeah. I like that. That's uh so yes uh moving forward it does look like uh josh uh, josh is, is agreeing with paul he's saying yes i will take you christmas will beat us um I, I think there's a part of josh that's starting to get a little bit convinced by paul that maybe christmas can beat them i think that the fact that kev both kevin and alex were saying that um certainly helps paul's argument i do think paul or josh still cuts uh paul however i think just like we there's a chance that christmas may end up cutting paul i think there's also a chance that josh may end up changing his mind and deciding you know what maybe i do have a better shot against paul if the jury is bitter um i think that is a possibility though obviously i do think it's much more likely that he still ends up cutting paul yeah uh unfortunately as far as i know on the feeds last night we didn't get any of the josh talking to the camera so we really haven't gotten an update on how he feels about about these things and it's hard, like the fewer and fewer people there are in the house, the, the, like the less time away from Paul you get. And it, we've definitely seen all season that Paul has a way of talking to you and convincing you of certain things. And now that Paul is like 50 percent of the other members of the house from Josh's perspective, like you're, you're not going to get too much time alone to think and to discuss. And uh, in terms of the very little game strategy we saw last night, a lot of it was Paul and Josh kind of having one-on-ones being like, all right, we're going to do this. We got this. The best chance. Uh, and Paul's been using very specific language saying the best chance that we have either of us to win is against each other, uh, which is good because that uh, makes it sound like they're still working together, that they're looking out for each other. But it, it doesn't seem disingenuous. Like it's not like Paul is saying, oh, I don't want to win. I'm going to help you win. Like he still has this this bit of uh, like I'm still self-interested. But also, I think your best bet is with me, too. Like both of us are going to lose against Christmas. So we only can help each other. Uh, so, yeah, I, I really think that we could possibly see that. And And let's be honest, like Josh has been. Uh, surprising all season certainly I don't think that when the season started he stole that golden apple that we were going to be talking about him in the final three or the final two Uh, and I would even go so far as to say that he has been the second best player all season but he's not the best player uh, like ever he's not really like a great big brother player he's made a lot of key mistakes all season long he's done a lot of emotional things and so I, I wouldn't put it past him to make a bad move at this last moment even even understanding that he has said before that he has mentioned the whole Steve Moses Vanessa connection. He's aware of that. He sees the parallels. Uh, but if we can switch over to survivor really quickly here uh, uh, in Kagayan, right. Uh, Wu was talking about how he would be stupid to take Tony to the end up until he actually did it. Like Wu knew that was dumb until he forgot that it was dumb. So I could see, I could still see it happening even though he recognizes that. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, when I've talked about like when Josh feels uh, like he wants to go against Paul, it's usually in an emotional moment. Josh is a very emotional player. And I think the fact that Paul would feel very betrayed 
Whereas Christmas is basically telling Josh, I'm completely okay if you cut me. In fact, you should cut me. You should take Paul. I think that is going to play a factor. I think there's going to be a part of Josh that's like, I, this is the easier path to just take Paul. Um, and he's telling me that's the better choice anyway. Who am I to know what the jury's thinking? Maybe I'll just go with the easier one. Uh, it satisfies my emotions and maybe I still have a chance to win if I out our alliance. Um, I, I think it's, I definitely think it's still a possibility. Um, though of course he's been saying for a long time, he's going to cut Paul. I still think that's most likely. Uh, but, uh, I don't want to rule this one out either. He may, you know, like, uh, he goes back and forth on how well he's doing with jury management. Like, he's been doing these great goodbye messages uh, over the last few weeks. But at the same time, uh, during that double, when Mark almost went home, like, he was chasing Mark around being like, you're going next. Uh, so, like, if, if Josh thinks about jury management, he might uh, interpret that discussion with Christmas as being like, I can get rid of her. And it's she's implying that she's going to vote for me. Whereas he may worry that if he cuts Paul, that Paul won't vote for him because he'll, Paul may see it as more of a betrayal. And uh, Josh recognizes that Paul is so good at talking that he might be like, oh, you know, maybe Paul will, will sway the jury. Obviously, Paul would be out at three and they wouldn't have a lot of time to talk. But uh, so he might be thinking about that, too. Like if I cut Christmas, Christmas will vote for me if I'm Josh. If I cut Paul, maybe he won't. And so that, that could also weigh in. Yes. All right. So that's about all we've got for you on today's update. Uh, we will be back tomorrow at noon Eastern to update you on everything else that happens on the feeds today. Uh, again, probably won't be too much, but there's usually some stuff to talk about. Also, uh, I'm hoping to get some special coverage on uh, the last few updates. Uh, you know, I'll give I'll get some more information to you out uh, regarding that soon. Um, but we will not stop the updates. We will keep them coming. Uh, so um, you. Uh, uh, you will make sure that or I will make sure that you've still got some great uh, stuff to uh, listen to every day until the season ends. When um, is the last day of feeds usually like Monday, Sunday? I do not remember. I'm, uh, uh, I, I, yeah, I don't remember. Um, in Big Brother Canada, it usually cuts out like way early. Um, I think right. Big Brother US, it tends to be a bit later. Um, I know sometimes there's feeds after the second part of the HOH competition. So like, I I know that we'll probably have feeds going into the weekend, but I don't know exactly when it's kind of cut off. Yes. Um, All right. So uh, Nina's asking, can we have the updates on something else when it ends? Uh, We can just like meet up and talk about like how our days are going and like how I'm doing at work and things like that. That'd be fun. Yes. uh, Just updates on how was the storm, John? Um, you know what? I don't want to sort of speak out of school because the, the a lot of the state was very devastated. And even in the central Florida, Orlando area, it was recently FEMA declared Orlando a disaster area. So uh, I was very, very fortunate. But I went and stayed with some friends and uh, everything was completely fine. We didn't even lose power. Uh, and then I came back to my apartment, which is where I'm broadcasting from now. And aside from a little bit of uh, water sort of in the corner near where the door is, uh, nothing bad happened here either. So I was very, very fortunate. And because nothing bad happened and it was my first hurricane, I can say that it was kind of fun. I enjoyed just kind of like it was like camping in the living room. Uh, and there was lots of Oreos and like a couple <laughs> couple beers. And it was a good it was a good sort of weekend. But as far as the rest of the state goes, it was pretty serious. So, uh, you know, heart goes out to all of those other people. There's still people in Orlando that don't have power. <laughs> so I'm just very, very fortunate. Yes. All right. Well, uh Heart goes out to anyone that was affected by the storm. So glad to hear you're okay, John. Uh, so yes, that is our update. Uh, again, make sure you check out the, uh, ho- hopefully the Taryn show will be released tonight. That is, that is what I've been told tonight. 
uh, we're, we're going to hopefully be able to release this uh, and you can all listen uh, and it'll be great. Um, and then tomorrow we will be back at noon Eastern to update you on the live feeds. Uh, tonight we will also be recapping the recap. Uh, so that's going to be a lot of fun. It always is a lot of fun. Uh, I don't watch those episodes. I'm just going to be honest. I don't watch them. You don't watch the episodes, but you should I listen do, to the podcast. I do listen to the recaps of the recaps like that. That goes without saying. Yes. Um, and then, of course, uh, we'll be back for our final uh, roundtable of the season, um, probably on Monday, uh, as always. Um, and then, uh, yeah, uh, American Ninja Warrior. Check that out. The season finale will be on Monday night. So uh, Lita and I will be podcasting. Who's going to win, the Americans or the ninjas? I don't watch that show either. <laughs> it's a great show. You should check it out. I was on it. Yeah, I, I saw your clips. I did used to watch the Japanese version. I'm sure the American version is also good. It's just like, at what point is there too much TV? It's it's hard. You got you to gotta make cuts somewhere. Yeah, cut everywhere other than Big Brother and American Ninja Warrior. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay, uh, sure. <laughs> and of course, check out the uh, the first one out series that we've been releasing for the uh, preseason of Survivor 35. Uh, very fun stuff there. Uh, we just released the Healer's Tribe episode and uh, currently working on the Hustlers. So uh, lots of fun stuff. With that, so thank you everyone for joining us. We will see you next time. Bye.